Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's the scenario. You've been injured in a serious accident. The doctor says your recovery could take months, maybe even years, yet your insurance company is denying your claim every step of the way. If something like this happens to you, call me, Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. We have offices in Toronto, London, Peterborough, and now Kitchener-Waterloo. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Sheesh, that's pretty good. The Raptors, Sands, OG, and Anobi, Sands, Fred Van Vliet, and the, and the 76ers, Sands, Tybal. Although how much that affects them, you know, that's maybe we can quibble about. But the Raptors defeat the 76ers 119 to 114, moving us closer, I think, to this as a matchup in the playoffs. They're, they're further entrenched in the 5-4 seeds now than they have been at any point in the past. And they are here largely because of, well, one performance in particular, Pascal Siakam, a 37-point triple-double, two steals, 12 assists, 11 boards, 37 points. He got up 28 shots in this one, and he only had two turnovers, dude. He was was a man possessed. He dominated everybody in single coverage. He dominated two people at a time when the doubles came. Sometimes he made he made himself into a playmaker. Sometimes he just took what was available, became a scorer. You know, waved people off, said, Embiid's on me, single coverage. Yeah, let me get that little <laughs> step back, swish. Like, man, he was really, really getting after it. Such an impressive game. And it's it's super fun to frame this in, you know, looking back at that playoff series where Embiid was switched onto Siakam. After Siakam had the big game one, then they put Embiid on him and say, we dare you to shoot. Fast forward to now, Pascal's waving off the screen. I don't need screen help. I'm just going to get that bucket right now. And that wasn't the only bucket he scored on Embiid either. He's just, he's damn good. If this guy got to play the whole season, you really start to wonder maybe he could have got into the back end of some MVP conversations. He's doing his thing. And then off of that gravity, Gary Trent Jr., I mean, he just went buck wild. He had 30 as well and three assists. You know, the five boards, the balls bouncing around. He got his hands on a couple, but wow, 30 and three for Gary Trent Jr. Started off the game supplied largely by, you know, catch and shoot threes. And that's good. Because Gary Trent Jr., outside of these big games where he kind of pops off, the biggest value he provides to this offense is the ability to punish teams for sitting in on guys like Pascal or guys like OG or guys like, you know, Scotty and into the future, who knows what that looks like. But 
Gary being able to pull guys out of lanes that otherwise would be occupied is a big deal. And to punish teams who work off of him with three-pointers is just as big a deal. He's 40% on the season as a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter. And that's good. You know, you you wish it could range a little bit higher, but that's perfectly good. The 34% he shoots on pull-ups, that's sublime to me. 34% on pull-ups is a really, really big deal. The 40%, that's a really nice baseline as a catch-and-shoot guy. And that catch-and-shoot baseline in this game allowed him to get downhill as the game progressed. More attention went Siakam's way. Gary Trent as a cutter, as a guy getting out in transition, he was able to supplement his scoring in a lot of different ways that wasn't just reliant on trying to get stuff to go off the bounce, which, you know, he had some trouble with in this game for a stretch and then kind of got into a hot streak. Then it fell off again. Then he got to another hot streak and that, you know, he's a streaky shooter. If he can be streaky within games that, it, you know, he ends up scoring 30 on 21 field goal attempts. That's awesome. So Really nice game for him as a scorer. He did it in quite a few different ways, and he had to go to things that he doesn't always go to. You know, cutting in the middle of the lane, you know, Pascal finding him for a little floater, getting to, you know, 12 feet for his little fader instead of 17 feet. Just meaningful things that he did as a scorer where you can see it really turns out 30 points in this game. Super, super nice. The Raptors needed every single one of them. And Precious Achua then, the next guy. He gives you 20. 15 of so, 15 of so, 15 of which come from behind the three-point line. The most spectacular, of course, being the one where he got the rebound, dribbled straight to the three-point line, and pulled, I believe, in Harden's face for, for a triple. It was absurd, dude. This is the kind of stuff that we saw in the preseason, and we said, you know, what's what's happening here? <laughs> you know, like... Wait, 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 wait. Precious Achua, a guy who's only taken like four threes in his career at this point. What's going on here? And he was like, yeah, that's in my bag. And he was in his bag this game. Five turnovers and turnovers are part of his bag. OK, you just have to accept it. He tried. To, he had too much, you know, dip on the chip in some cases. But five of seven from downtown, you can erase and you can, you know, mistakes are so palatable when they come in a package of five of seven from downtown, like five turnovers, it's as if he shot five of 12 from downtown and you would still take that five of seven is absurd. Gary Trent Jr. Five of eight. You, you know, you're going to get that every once in a while. Precious that you five of seven with a little bit of pop off the bounce. That's dude, that's really tough. And it, it did kind of just break the Sixers defensive scheme at certain points when the swing goes to precious that and he's hitting over 70%, that is something that the Sixers aren't really equipped to deal with. Very few teams are. You need to be able, in a lot of cases, to play off of certain players, to load up on others. As we've seen, Pascal Siakam, the whole season, get some of the most aggressive pick-and-roll coverages, get some of the most aggressive base defense coverages, gets doubled at a you know, top-five rate in the NBA, and teams have to be able to load up on him. Otherwise, he will eat everybody in single coverage and they pull off a precious Chua in a game like this. You pull off a precious death befell death befalls you. Okay. Curse this mortal coil. You're doomed. And, and that's the, that's where the, the Sixers were in this game stuck in between the, the gruesome twosome of Siakam and Trent jr. And precious Chua just busting in the room. Like, Hey, I'm here too, by the way, I'm ready to, to do some damage. And honestly, that wasn't really limited to one side of the floor for Precious. He's, his defensive floor, what he brings on that side, 
is also from game to game, you can expect it to be good to excellent. And the last time the Raptors played where the 76ers scored 88 and Joel Embiid had, I think, 20 points on 21 shots. He was, well, sorry, yeah, 21 points on 20 shots. He was 6 of 20 from the field. Precious Sichuo played a huge part in that. And Joel Embiid, while, you know, he's around his averages in this game, like he scored 30 points on 45% from the field. That's that's not exactly his per game averages, but I thought that Precious did a pretty good job on him as well. And like Tyrese Maxey going for 22 isn't too crazy. That's, you know, he hits his threes. He went four or five, but Danny Green going six or seven from downtown is probably the outlier in this game. And that's that's where the, the 76ers get some extra points. James Harden having 15 assists, you know, he, he wasn't able to score in isolation a lot in this game either. And some of that came on Precious Sichua after switches and stuff like that. So Precious, I thought he had a really nice defensive game as well. Pascal, he really did too. So of the three big guys in this game, Pascal obviously looming the largest. This is just an unbelievable superstar game. 37, 11, and 12 is no small feat. And especially when you're missing... OG and Fred, that's tough, dude. That's tough. That's mean. Anyway, Scotty pitched in with 13 and 10. Scotty's length obviously helped the cause, the scheme that the Raptors were running defensively, but it wasn't like a huge Scotty game or anything. He he had some quiet successes in this one. He had some big popping plays like the the alley-oop he caught of, of Pascal, the absolute freak highlight play that he had that got taken back for a, an offensive foul that I really didn't think was an offensive foul. He got that shoulder bump on Danny, bumped him out of the way. You see LeBron do it like 18 times a game. Pascal does it too. Scotty happened to do it. And then he put Embiid on a poster with his left hand. And then they called an offensive foul. It really was too bad. But he ended up getting, well, two notable plays. One, Pascal was obviously hunting a triple-double, and there was like, I don't know, four minutes left in the game. It's an uncontested rebound. Pascal, who you can hear on the broadcast, always yell, rebound, or I got it. And in this one, he yelled, I got it, I got it. It's uncontested, by the way, so it's chill. You know, you could just let the guy have the rebound. Scotty comes out of nowhere and, yoink, steals the rebound. So Pascal still ended up getting the uh, triple-double, but it was just kind of funny. And then uh, Pascal... Got it. I'm not sure if they registered it as a steal or a rebound, but I think Scotty had a swipe. The ball ended up going off the backboard, and Pascal hit the leak out pass to Scotty. Scotty did his classic look back at the guy, dunk in transition. Only the guy he was looking at was Danny Green. And that's really funny considering that Danny Green gifted Scotty Barnes his championship embroidered OVO jacket. Just was like, yeah, you can have it. And he still styled on him for a dunk like that. Crazy to me, dude. Athletes are built different. You know, if my if my friend did that to me, I'd be kind of, I'd be peeved, dude. I'd be like, dog, you're going to wear my jacket out of this building. Why did you do that to me? Give me the jacket back. You have to go out in the cold without, you know, clothing. Stop it. But he did it. And I'm sure, you know, they probably caught up after the game and had a laugh about it. But yeah, sad. Boucher, both played huge minutes in this game, 30 for that. 30 minutes, by the way, pretty big deal. Boucher, 25, and man, really nice to see. They they both add so much to the Raptors' defense. Neither of them 
had had a big offensive game. In fact, Thad was two of ten from the field, had a couple nice assists, you know, like Thadjik Johnson assists, and had had a couple nice plays as well. Like he, he had a corner three that was nice to see and all that. But yeah, so Thad, a lot of the benefit was on the defensive side of the floor. Same with Boucher in this one. But if they're able to provide that floor defensively, because you know, defense, you think it does change a lot from game to game. Everyone thinks it's a constant. It isn't truly. It's dependent on context, on matchups, and all this kind of stuff. And especially with the Raptors, how the rest of your team plays because they're so linked as five guys on the string. But both of them have been bringing so much defensive presence and value over, you know, the especially Thad lately and Chris Boucher just since like December. He's just been overwhelmingly positive, of course. But uh, yeah, those two guys coming off the bench were big in this game. Gary plays 41, Precious plays 40, Scotty plays 40, Pascal plays 37. They really, they beat the 76ers after the 76ers came out and rained hellfire from downtown early, put them in a tough spot. They kept grinding away. They waited for the variance to sort itself out. You know, I think at one point, because the, well, the Sixers still shot 19 of 36 from downtown, by the way, which is pretty pretty nutty that's definitely one of the better games they've had so far this year but the Raptors started they start out bad and end up at 15 to 33 that's not too shabby especially when Pascal isn't doing most of his work from downtown I mean he went one of seven from downtown he had 13 shots otherwise I think he went to the free throw line for 10 attempts just getting the Raptors into the paint getting them looks there moving them through the game that kind of stuff and you know waiting for guys to pop off and maybe it happens the same way that it did with like precious or, or Gary in this game. So that was really nice to see the Raptors just found a way to play as they have, you know, a few times against these 76ers, they make it work. And largely because Pascal just continues to make it work against all comers, everybody, nobody has the solve for Pascal Siakam right now. And it looks completely different than the first time he achieved all NBA status. I say the first time because I think it will be a criminal act if Pascal Siakam doesn't make all NBA. Third team, he he's gotta be there, man. I think he's gotta be there. Hey, malpractice if he gets left off. But yeah, man. Raptors came in, body the 76ers, super impressive game. Just awesome to see. Reggie Evans Ward, that's gotta be Pascal, man. Hustle, 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 hustle gets after it. Of course, he had all the trappings of a superstar performance, but I also felt that he had all the trappings of Reggie Evans' performance. So I'm happy to say, hey, this guy's a superstar and to give him the Reggie Evans Award. Top quick reaction comment is from Gons7. Quote, Raps 905 won their first playoff game in overtime. Champ and Bonga and Banton are going on to the East Finals. End quote. Hell yeah. Good for Champ and Bonga and Banton. Headed, headed on to success at the G League level. So, yeah. Thanks for writing, Gons. For anybody who was, you know, wondering how the Raptors 905 were doing, you found out on this podcast. And uh, if you're wondering how the Raptors did in this game, you also found out about that in significantly more depth. Thanks for writing in, Gons. Uh, listener, thanks for tuning in. Whether you got into this in the morning or at night, have a blessed day and goodbye. <laughs>